welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network, the Authors on Fire podcast. I am your hostess, Pat Rulo, and right now I have a returning guest with a very serious story and a message. She is Dr. Myers, also known as Carol Staff. Carol is the mother of the slain woman found in Pecos, New Mexico on May 21st of 2021. The circumstances were far too important not to write about. So with her family's support, Carol began writing everything involving her daughter Amber's case. The family's mission is to shed light on the uncomfortable topic of drug addiction, the shape of the judicial system, and the serious lack of victim services. Carol is the author of September's Child and several other books, and I previously interviewed her about her book titled Spirit Bond. Carol donates her time and efforts to help other aspiring authors to publish their debut books. She is now semi-retired and taking care of her grandchildren. The book we're talking about today is titled The Other Side, and it will release on May 21st, which is the second anniversary of her daughter Amber's tragic murder. So, questions. How did a multi-murderer get 42 years in prison when there was so much evidence against him? More importantly... How did a 33-year-old mother of four get herself involved with such a person? And we are about to find out more. So welcome back, Carol. So happy to have you here. Thank you. I know this is not easy, but yet it's so important for you to share the word. So the book title, The Other Side, I gave a peek into the introduction, but maybe just give us a bit of background. What happened to Amber? Oh, gosh. <laughs> what happened to Amber started years before Amber passed away. Um, she got involved in drugs, and she just never could get out of it, no matter how hard she tried. She got involved in the in gangs and possibly the cartel. Um, she was offered in one of her court cases that she had, I don't remember what it was about, but she was approached by a man. It must have been pretty high up man because he made her case disappear. But she's, that's when she got into it. She just kept doing things for them and yeah. Oh my. <sighs> All right. So that lasted quite a few years. And yes, it did. Yes. And then she got involved with a man who we think was partly involved in the murder of Amber? Yes, she married him, but she didn't marry for love. They married because they wanted to stay out of trouble. <laughs> so you can't... Uh, Apparently, you can't testify against your significant other. So she married him, and he stayed out of trouble. They couldn't testify against each other. And that was uh, a couple of years ago now. All right. So it's been a few years now, and I guess all of this is so troubling and marinating that you felt that you had to write about it. Maybe share why why write a book. Yeah, I I think that Amber's life shows parents 
mostly parents, what to do, what not to do, you know. Um, I I had no clue what was going on. It was, um, well, not the extent of it. I had clues of what was going on, but I was working and taking care of her kids, and I didn't have time to see what was going on with her. And the book was written to show others what to look for. Because I'm sure there were signs. Obviously, if you're taking care of her children, you're seeing her with great frequency. And I'm sure there's things that you missed just because you missed them and probably because you wanted to miss them. I mean, it's not something you want to recognize in your own child. Definitely. That's one of the big things. And people don't realize, you know, they show signs before it it goes bad. And that's what we want to point out. Mm-hmm. We want to point out those signs. And the book does. It points out those signs. Can you share some of them just to give our folks who are listening just an idea? Oh, goodness. Like um, Amber's sores on her face. You know, she was... I don't know why I'm breaking out so bad, but we knew, and I knew she was breaking out because the drugs that she took, they're not meant for your body, and they have to come out. So they come out in sores on your face, mostly on your face. That's where it's noticeable, on your legs, on your arms, everywhere. So that was a big sign, Um, her actions, not being around with her kids when she was, you know. <laughs> she used to be around with her kids all the time. And then it just, she didn't stop coming around. She was too busy to see them. She'd come over at Christmas and drop presents off that didn't, and she didn't even know which presents were the kids', you know. <laughs> which which kids would had which present. So, yeah. Yeah. Those those signs, those are big signs. Mm-hmm. So this husband, um, was he involved with the children? Was he off doing his own thing? What was the relationship, and did you have a relationship with him? I did not have a relationship with him mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. I did not like him. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't. He had somewhat a relationship with the kids, but. I wouldn't say it was a good one. Mm-hmm. He taught them how to shoot guns. Oh. Yeah. Uh, uh, like, the illegal kind of guns. Mm. Uh, he smoked meth next to my grandson. And oh. uh, even offered, you know, or asked him permission, can I smoke meth with you? Oh. And... I had no clue. Mm-hmm. I live in Nebraska, and they lived in Colorado, in Pueblo. Maybe take us on the journey of what happened to her, and the husband obviously was involved. Was he ever held accountable for being involved? He was not ever held accountable. He was in jail while he was while Amber was missing. Um, my youngest grand or my oldest granddaughter. Reported her mother missing on May 17th. The police completely ignored it. And you see, we've got this theory that people with, they had, they had, his family had money. 
his mother did. And like us, like me, she protected her son. I protected my daughter as much as I could. Uh, Amber tried to keep me out of things that she was doing. She knew that I didn't approve, <laughs> so she just didn't come around too much. Her husband, his mother, helped him. Like, she would pay people off to keep quiet. That's our theory. We don't know for certain. There's no, nobody's done any paper trail work or looked into anything. But he knew, the husband knew the man who um, killed Amber. My grandchildren met that guy. My granddaughter, my youngest granddaughter, she's only 10 years old. She was eight when this happened. She, um, she saw him in the backyard. So, you know, the man was around them a lot more than what was reported to the police. Friend of the, hus- the husband, the husband pretended like he didn't know, you know, when the police investigated and they went to him. He acted like he didn't know who they were talking about. Mm-hmm. So if he was in jail at the time this was going on, how was he an accomplice? Uh, <laughs> that's in the book. Uh-huh. <laughs> that's like one of my little okay. uh, surprises in the book. And I step everybody through that, and I don't want to step Got anybody it. through it, you know, because yeah. that's a big part of the book. Got it. Got it. Yes, I have not had an opportunity to read it. It's not out yet. No. Yeah, I look forward to that. I'm just trying to put some parts and pieces together to try to uh, understand. So we're talking about also, as you mentioned, the shape, the non-shape or whatever of our judicial system, which maybe judicial is not even the proper word. This was obviously a bigger drug situation. Somebody wanted to make go away. I I think so. Yeah, I don't I don't know if it's just completely all drugs or mm-hmm. if it's the trafficking part. Okay. Um, I can't really point fingers at anybody, but I can say that in Pueblo is one of the worst cities in Colorado, mm-hmm. and there the. Um, the addict situation is, it's just terrible. It's horrible. Talking about the judicial system, if you're going to slap the murderer's hands and you're not going to make them accountable and they're going to get out in 10 to 20 years, then what's the point in putting them in in the first place? Now, you called him a multi-murderer. Why is that? Apparently, well, according to the police chief, uh, no, it was the captain. According to the captain, they had arrested him before for killing somebody. Oh. Wow. But they didn't have enough evidence wow. to hold him. So he just went to jail. He got back out or went to prison, got back out a couple of years and killed Amber. In explain pretty much in detail in the book. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. I'm I'm trying to pull 
pull the. Um... I know it's <laughs> Try... really hard because there's so many little secrets. I know. I'm sorry. I'm trying to pull the spoilers out, aren't I? <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? That's good because obviously you've got my mind going. I want to read this to find out the answers to my questions, and so those who are listening are going to want the want the same answers as well. Amber looked like a normal person. She acted like a normal person. She wasn't all strung out all the time because she didn't use all the time. The last um, seven months of her life, she got into it pretty bad. And that's it. It just the book shows step by step how she went from my little girl to this wild, crazy (laughs) person. And you also mentioned victim services, so nobody's around to help you, and especially the young children who were left behind. It, it wasn't really me, you know. I can handle, mm-hmm. I can handle anything, right? But my grandchildren—they're yeah. just kids, little ones, and and there, there are. It's not just my grandchildren. There are other kids that are going through the same things that they went through, and they were so they felt so alone. Mm-hmm. They didn't know their kids; they don't know what to do. And victim services are supposed to be there for those kids. Again, end of restitution. Yeah, that was all denied. Mm. Um, there's the my eldest granddaughter was in Colorado in Pueblo. Well, actually, she went to Cotopaxi, but that's way up in the mountains. They were supposed to call her and tell her what was going on in the trials and stuff, and the court cases and the investigation. They never called her, never, ever. And they told her, oh, you don't need to know because you're a witness. She was totally in the dark in what was going on with her mother. To 18 years old and having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terrible. Yeah, th- there's no way to deal with that. And that's what services, the, the victim services are for, is to take these little people in and counsel and help and bring you in so that you have the tools and the resources to help. Why was everything denied? And get rid of these yeah, Exactly, yeah. exactly. It all needed to go away. Let's just brush this under the rug. Uh, I talk about the um, idolization of the criminal. Mm-hmm. It, that's just for real. You know, they really do idolize. Lockdown. He, this criminal who shot my daughter was on lockdown. So in Pueblo, he's a he's got a fan base. He's being idolized. <laughs> There's, people are saying, what did she do? She didn't do anything. <laughs> she was trying to rectify a situation that she got herself into because he tricked her into it. Mm-hmm. So this book is coming out. Has anyone read it? A couple of people have read sections of it. My daughter read most of it. My other daughter. Mm-hmm. My granddaughter read all of it. Nobody else has read it. Okay. It's just little bits and pieces. Do you expect any repercussions from publishing <sighs> this book? 
I don't now, mm-hmm. but we did have right before I said that it was going to be published. Uh, well, actually, right when I said it was going to be published, <laughs> we had a um, white car with tinted windows parked outside our house and down the road watching us. <laughs> so that was kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. But then I put out another post and it, and I said that, you know, the police are watching you, watch us. So there you go. <laughs> and the car went away and hasn't come back. Oh my. So, and you see things and you notice things and, and these things are not good. And I know that other families are going through what we went through and I don't want them to feel alone. No. And maybe some of our, the things that we've mentioned, will help them help their person. No, absolutely. And it takes a lot of bravery on your part to put this out there in the hopes that it will help others, because surely it's not going to help you. I mean, at this point, you, you can't recoup anything. You can't get her life back. There's nothing you can do legally. It's done. And so for you to put this out there is strictly out of the kindness of your heart, that hopefully others will read it and see something in maybe one of their family members or friends that may help them before things get out of hand. Yeah, I think the, the one of the main things is when your person is going to court and it's their first big charge, go with them, stay with them, do not let anybody talk to them because that's person that's gonna that wants to talk to them and pull them in that person is the like a big person mm-hmm. they're doctors they're lawyers this this out of amber's own mouth they're high up people police officers chiefs they're you know whoever but there's no way out the only way out is to die so don't get in mm-hmm. so make sure your person that you're right next to them all the time. When the, that person approached Amber, she told me to go out to the car. If I would have stayed there, he would have never got her. What did he say? And what what are your thoughts on that? What happened? What transpired? Up, stop. That's, 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 that's Amber's own words are in the book. And what exactly? It, she stepped me right all the way through it. She remember, mom. And that's in the book. Okay. Clearly, we need to read this book. All righty. So anything else that you want to talk about that you want to highlight regarding this story? I don't think there is because I think the book, Ember's Story itself, highlights everything. Everything you need to look for, everything you've been through, everything you're going to go through. All right. So the title is The Other Side. It's coming out the 21st of May, and it's available on Amazon? It is um, available on Amazon. It is on pre-sale on Amazon right now. The e-book is on pre-sale. Okay. All right. So people can't wait. They They can still get over to Amazon. So what's next for you, my friend? Now that you've gotten all of this out of you in some kind of an order, put it out there, what, where are you going next? I don't really know. Uh-huh. Right now, we're Amber's youngest is um, 
10 years old. Mm-hmm. They'll be 11 this, or next month. But so we have eight years with her. Mm-hmm. And we're probably going to just hang out with kids, <laughs> enjoy the summer, get them through everything they're going through in their lives. How are they doing? <clears throat> they're doing remarkably well, actually. Thanks to you. Yeah, thanks to me. I guess I could pat myself on the back for that one. Um, Do more than a pat. Yes, Um, thanks to you, Carol, Uh, you know, to pick up the ball and and be there for them, be their own victim services, you know, all on your own without the training and the resources. You are just, you're a beautiful soul to do this and to keep this message alive. Remember our last soul thing. Uh Uh-huh. Well, yeah, she's here. <laughs> Tell us. She's, um, well, let's see. I think Amber kind of has a message for, for the cartels and the, the bad guys. And that message is, yeah, notice that after she died, there have been several cartel people that have gone down. So I'll leave that. I'll leave that right there. Okay. All right. Her spirit lives on. Yep, her spirit lives on, definitely. Energy around us. Yes, yes. Well, I am so thankful that you contacted me to share this upcoming book. I know it's so important, not only to you and your family, but there's messages in there for everyone. So I hope everyone heads over to Amazon. Uh, the title of the book is titled The Other Side. Any other contact information or places where folks can go to contact you? Oh, gosh. Amazon is the best place. Okay. I am also on Facebook mm-hmm. as, as Carol Staff. Um, I'm pretty readily available. Mm-hmm. My life is an open book now. <laughs> Literally. I'm sober. <laughs> Literally, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't really have a website. I too busy to run a website and keep it up so I don't have a website it's okay you've got lots of little ones to raise any new books do you have any plans for to uh, continue your writing well my big brother wants me to go back to the dark mountain saga my fantasy book so I might do that oh good but it might it'll probably be a while before it comes out it's okay, Carol. That that gives you something else to think about and focus on. And yeah, you need a mental break here, my friend. <laughs> you do. And so do a lot of people. Yes. Yeah, well, exactly. Not, we are not the only family been here. Very, very true. And that's part of your message. Alrighty, Carol Staff, also known as D.R. Myers. The book is titled The Other Side. Get it on Amazon. Carol, you're a lovely human. Thank you for sharing with us again. Thank you for having us again.